welcome to Speed Movie Minute, the podcast where we break down the 90s action classic Speed one minute at a time. And where we always try to stay above 50. I'll be your SWAT officer, Roger Wistar. And I'm the wildcat behind the wheels. His name is Doo-Doo-Doo, Bentley Michaels. That's nice, Bentley. That was like a <laughs> 50s doo-wop band. Very good. Very good. That's a new one for me. Yeah. This is minute 89 of Speed. Uh, this minute starts with Terry helping bus passenger number one off the bus. And it ends with the bus veering into a collision course with some parked airplanes. Yeah. Uh, and in the middle of that, we're going to get a pretty crazy stunt. Yeah. That's a cool looking stunt. It is. Not, uh, not Alan Ruck, but I'm also going to say I think we get some pretty amazing Alan Ruck acting in this minute as well. Yeah. But before we get to that, Bentley, let mm-hmm. us return to a, shall we say, uh, less successful rescue. <laughs> um, the the 2,200 passengers on the RMS Titanic. Yes. Um, my Supposedly. question for you uh, was, was just a very simple one. Mm-hmm. How many people actually survived the tragedy? I believe it was 708. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you what. You're wrong. Ah. You're off by two. Ah, crap. That's insane. How do you have that piece of information in your head? I I love conspiracies, and there's a huge conspiracy about the Titanic. And... What? Oh, yeah. What conspiracy is that? Like, those people are actually dead. Oh, no, not that. They definitely died. Um, no, it's that um, the ship that sunk... The Titanic is not actually the Titanic. It was the Olympic, and it was sunk for uh, uh, maritime fraud or for a tax. Uh, J.P. Morgan, who owned it. So the so the Olympic and the Titanic, and then later the Britannic, were all built off of the same plants. And they yes. were built in the Belfast shipyard. And so I believe the steel was marked like 440 for Olympic, 441 for Titanic. And so Olympic was done first, and it was taken out for its, like, you know, its... To, for its sea legs to be certified or whatever, a Navy ship hits it right where the ice barg hit the Titanic. It breaks the back. It breaks the keel. They don't realize it until they've like gone across the Atlantic multiple times and that sort of thing. And so and it throws it ends up throwing a propeller. And so who's got a propeller on hand? The Titanic. So it's marked 441. Um, and there's paperwork and all sorts of stuff. There's a bunch of other things, but like the biggest thing is like there's there's pictures of the boat sunken at the bottom. They there's the propeller and it says 441, and people are like, yeah, that's the Titanic's. You know, like uh, I believe that's the numbers. I forget, but like that's the steel number. Except that there's paperwork saying that it was put on the Olympic. And so you're uh, saying that in order to essentially collect a fraudulent insurance claim, yep. they dressed up the Olympic. To make it look like the Titanic, yeah, because the, the, the out to sea to sink it on purpose. The the B deck, the B deck started changing. They were both in the Belfast shipyard, like going back and forth multiple times. The B deck started changing the Olympic because it was open, unlike the porthole version of the Titanic. And the the idea wasn't for to kill anybody. The idea was to throw the engines in reverse. Say say that like you know we hit an iceberg, and then weirdly enough. The ship that comes across uh, that comes along is the Californian, yeah, which is completely empty, completely empty with a with a skeleton crew. The only thing the Californian has on it are like twenty four hundred woolen sweaters and blankets. 
How convenient. And um, and so the idea was to do that, but then people panicked. The you know uh, the 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 exact spot where it was sort of welded up and patched together. You know, somebody, some people think like, you know, there was like an explosion that like one of the boiler rooms actually like exploded out. Cause like they, another thing, like they had, um, like they, when they, when they left like the shipyard to go up to England to like where they took off or whatever, the, the, the maiden voyage, they lost most of their stokers because like those guys are very like superstitious. And that when they were down there, like all of this stuff has been widely used like by a lot. Like it doesn't look brand new. And so they all got off except for like one or two guys. And they had to get a whole new crew of like stokers to do the fire because they were like, screw that. That's bad. That's bad business. Man, you, you traffic, you definitely traffic in darker parts of the internet than I have. That's not Um, that dark. (laughs) We're going to have to, we're going to have to have a conversation, I guess, at some point about alien autopsies and stuff. We've got 30 minutes to go. I'll see if I can work that into the trivia questions at some point. (laughs) Okay. Um, But yes, so you're that the, the fact that you know that makes makes sense now. It's creepy, yeah. but it makes sense. Um, and yeah, you're 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 very close. Um, yeah, right. it was it was it was not um, was not not good to be a guy on the Titanic. You're probably gonna die. We yeah. actually do this project now, really quick. Or a third class passenger. They lock those gates for real. Like they, I you know, I know that's in the movie, but yeah, they. No, let... I know that 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 also happened. But even if you were a first class guy. It wasn't going to go well for you. Yeah, and I, and the, the I mean the the whole it's just that like people panic because they weren't because the boat actually started sinking and like that wasn't the the plan. It wasn't to like harm anybody. It was just <laughs> to slowly ferry everyone off. And when everyone was off the ship, pull the plug, sink the ship, and then J.P. Morgan was going to get like three or five million dollars. Uh, you know, when which in today's money is like like half a million or something like that, or, or half a billion rather. You know, five hundred million or something like that. But yeah, he wanted to, maritime fraud is still like one of the biggest. Um, oh, I'm sure. Is isn't it true? Out there. And again, uh, you know, if, if you want to learn more, go listen to Titanic uh, Minute, which is a fantastic podcast from the Midnight <laughs> Boys. But isn't it true that if they had just hit the iceberg dead on, they probably would have survived? If there was an iceberg, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you're right. I forgot. If there was an iceberg. All right, yeah. let's get back onto the bus. All right, um, or at least uh, for a short time. Way fewer as power. Well. Way, way fewer passengers. Way fewer passengers. Mo- uh, by the end of by the end of this minute, there's only going to be two passengers left on the bus. Yeah. Uh, and and by the end of uh, by early next week, there will be none because there yeah. will be no more bus. Um, Glasses is rightfully pretty freaked out. Yeah, didn't we? De- I deputized her as like JV Helen. JV um, Helen earlier minute um yeah. she sort of takes over the mantle as the the panicked passenger and so she's just sort of skittering off. I really like Ortiz in this minute. Yeah. He's got some camaraderie with Jack, you know, hits him on the arm. You know, he's like I'll see you on the other side, buddy, basically type of thing. Yeah, and then, you know, of all people, you know, so most of this minute is sort of the the great stunt by uh well alan ruck and then his stuntman yeah um as as the platform gives way and then they have to kind of haul him back on the bus but like who is his who is stevens's cheerleader as he's kind of not wanting to cross this platform it's ortiz ortiz yeah. is the dude who's like come on man you can do it which is pretty great considering the fact that for most of the rest of this movie these two guys have just been like beefing with each other yeah they've been jaw jacking back and forth with each other you know the because what was the joke from like a couple of weeks ago? It's like he said something to Ortiz is like, 
I wouldn't, or it was just something like small or something like that, like where, like I could see why or something like that, where he like is totally making fun of Alan Ruck. I forget. What yeah, it was. no, it was when Jack decided to get off the bus, mm. and and uh, Stevens goes like, "What? You're just going to leave us here?" And Ortiz goes, "That's right. I would." <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, and and yeah, and then like you know, he's one of the people that reaches down and pulls him on, gives him a big bear hug. Yeah, like I like to think. In you know, if we try to imagine what what tomorrow is like for these people, that maybe Ortiz and Stevens can become bros. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They they've been through an ordeal. Yeah, I I think so. You know, like especially now, it's like you know they 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 pass the thing like because I've had things like that with people where it's like it just took me a while to get them as a person, and then like once I got, I was like, oh, you know what, you're not, yeah, you're all right. I I dig you. I did, You're yeah. not such a jerk. Yeah. Sometimes, mainly with like stand-up comedians, it's like where I don't, and then it's like I see them do a joke where I go, oh, that's their personality. Okay, I get it now. And then it's like uh, I can look at all of their other material and find it much funnier because I'm like, I understand like the angle they're coming from now or whatever. Can you give us an example? Or what, are, mean, what not, are some of your, give us I'm, an example of a comic that you've sort of become endeared to after figuring out who they really were. Um, uh, I mean, none, all the people that I'm thinking of are n nobody that you would know because they're people like my open mics and that sort of stuff. Oh, but, fair enough. But, but somebody like, uh, uh, in a similar vein, uh, Andrew Santino, who has a special out on Netflix right now called Cheeseburger. He, um, he, he does a podcast with Bobby Lee called Bad Friends and my buddy loves Bobby Lee and I'm, I wasn't a bit, but I like Santino cause he's got his own podcast called Whiskey Ginger. And so I started watching Bad Friends, and that's how I sort of got into Bobby Lee and would listen to Tiger Belly, which is his podcast. I would start listening to that because, and the same thing with like Burt Kreischer. I'm not necessarily, like I wasn't the biggest fan of Burt, but I love Tom Segura, and they have a podcast together called Two Bears, One Cave. And so like I got to know Burt over that <laughs> to where I could like go and listen to his solo podcast and not be annoyed by him, you know, because like I, I figured out the personality thing or whatever but yeah there's tons of local stand-up comedians that were like one night one night they'll come to the open mic and they'll just have a joke that i go like oh i get you now okay that's great and then like when i start seeing them do other stuff like i said i understand their point of view and kind of like their delivery or whatever whereas i'm like i'm like cotton candy like i go on stage and it's just basically a musical theater show like i'm loud i'm doing voices and like jumping around and being an idiot like it's just it's it's easy for people to understand me. <laughs> <laughs> well, what'd you think of this? What'd you think of this stunt? Because this is sort of really what what this whole minute hinges on. What did you think of the oh, whole? Oh, I thought it was great, and I thought it was yeah, me too. Throughout the we we get a couple of different shots in this minute that we have thus far, like with the buses and the bridge, because so far it's sort of just sort of been like down the barrel between them, that sort of thing, or like inside from bus to bus. We get Ortiz like clapping on Jack's shoulder, but we get the far shot and they look like they're going a little bit faster. And then, yeah, uh, like we said, uh, the, the wheel finally gives way. And, uh, th that tire that we've been, uh, you know, on like a couple weeks about, and it's a great little piece. It, cause it looks like, like the, the speed bus just kind of like pulls away. And just goes left and like lets it fall. And so it's like, it was probably like a countdown sort of thing. Like, here's where we're going. But gosh darn, like he, I wonder if he's harnessed in. I, I know they're holding on to him, but I wonder if he's connected to that board because, oh, man, he is. 
he's right. Yeah, he's right in the thick of it. It's it's not dissimilar to the little red sled. Like his, you got the feet sort of like dangling and all that sort of stuff. Like it's it's a powerful little piece because it's not like he like fell off of a roof, but everybody knows that like if you fall off that board, you're gonna get helened. You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, according to Jan de Bon, who talks about it in the commentary. So I think he's not. It's not so much that he's harnessed to the board. He's actually harnessed to the bus. Okay. The 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 rescue bus. So gotcha. like when you see when you see the stunt man who's essentially dangling from you know he's on the board sort of holding on to it he's holding on to Ortiz's hand but at the same time and you know it's 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 very convenient that he's wearing a nice blue sport coat because I'm sure <laughs> that's where they kind of you know they can yeah they, they rigged can him put up him in a heat. harness and yeah. then they tie the harness to the bus so he wasn't really in danger of going anywhere I don't think right. Um, not to say that this wasn't a, a pretty, pretty dangerous looking stunt. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that guy does a good job. And and I want to just give Alan Ruck a little more credit too. Like, obviously he doesn't do this stunt, but the, there's this there's a really quick scene as he is contemplating crossing the board, where like he does crazy. He gets like crazy eyes in this minute. Like yeah. he's he does this thing where he like he looks in like four different directions all at once, like. Oh God! What am I about to yeah. do? Um, oh darn! I think I think it looks great. Yeah. Oh darn! <laughs> yeah, he yeah he has a very very cool like almost like life flashing before his eyes kind of moment thing. You know, he goes, "Well, I get across here and I'm the hero and I get to take my my crazy story back to Oklahoma and write my screen screenplay or whatever." <laughs> you know, like he does have a really great like worried thing and and uh and even when they pull him up on the other side you know you get that shot from inside the 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 rescue bus he's got a like uh, he's got a really great holy crap face <laughs> like 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 he was the one just being drugged like on the on the on the thing or whatever like he's got a really great really great thing and then uh and then we get the we get the drive away shot, and we see uh, yes the the guy that shot uh, shot Ray. Sam, it's Ray, and like it kind of centers on him, and he's like looking, and like we see all of our pals, and they're like, and they're off to safety now, and they're kind of like you can kind of if you look really close, they all kind of have like a look on their face, like well, what about them? Like yeah, I, I think I think this is the I think they are all simultaneously experiencing uh, instantaneous survivor guilt. Yeah. Like For we're sure. okay, but but those people are probably gonna die. Yeah, exactly. Because like they were all so excited to get over there, you know. Like 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 we said, like uh, um, Ortiz is like, yeah, we did it, we made it. And then, but and then it's like, but but it, but now, what are they gonna do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we know. So and and again, you know, again because plot. But it's it's amusing, and they point this out in the commentary. It's like we've. It, Annie has been behind the wheel of this bus for, I'm going to guess, an hour, an hour and a half. Yeah. And it's like, right now is when she gives way. Yeah. Like, right now is when she can't hold on any longer. It, yeah. It's a good thing it wasn't five minutes ago yeah. or five minutes from now. It's it's right now. Yeah. I, I wonder, though, uh, the only thing that I'll say I wonder, though, is, is like... Uh, if it was, was the board attached? Did they attach it to anything or is it just, they set it down on the stairs? I think it's just the board that they slid across and it was okay. resting on the step of both buses. Gotcha. Okay. I, uh, uh, I was, yeah, I was, the only thing I was wondering is like, if you've ever towed a car behind you with a rope, 
it's that weird thing of having that other person drive the other car and like work the brake. So when you guys have to stop at a stoplight, you you don't like get some car that you're towing like ramming into the back of you. You know. Wait, wait, hold on. Whoa, 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 hold on. Now I understand what you're saying. If you've ever towed a car with a rope, yeah. No, who does that? People that uh, are in a that have a truck and that like don't want to wait two hours to like call AAA. Like you, you just your friend has a truck. You're like, hey man, I've done it. Like that's, put my car right, in neutral I guess, or whatever. I guess that's just I, I'm I'm a I'm I'm city folk. I, that's <laughs> never been something I've had to experience. But yeah, I, that would be yeah. I grew up with a bunch of like, <laughs> back like a bunch of farmers and hillbillies and shit on my family. So you were to yeah. I guess if you were the towy. You're, unless you hit the brakes, you would immediately just plow right into the rear. The, yeah. The back so someone's got to be in that car while it's in neutral and like they operate the brakes and whatever. That and, sounds terrifying. Yeah. I mean, it's not great, but like, you know, it's like one of those things like where I've done it where we like a friend and I have been going somewhere and then it's like immediate car trouble. And I was like, look, we're close enough to like, I'll just, I will tow you here so we don't have to clog up the freeway or whatever it is and then we will figure it out once we get to a safe place where we can right. so we're not just sitting on the side of the road type of thing so my my only other comment about this is like jack is jack is bad boyfriend in this minute i think no. we can tell that he does not listen well because like here are literally the two lines in a row and he says jack i can't hold this anymore and jack says hold on it's like <laughs> it's like no, Jack, I can't. That's the problem. I, but you know, I think it's like one of those things that, you know, having probably been in the military and now he's a SWAT officer, all this sort of stuff. And I'm sure that, like, you know, uh, I know that I heard that, like, playing sports where it's like, I can't do it. Keep going. Or like lifting weights in that you're having, like, one more, do it. And it's oh, just, you think he's just trying to coach her through the pain? I think so. Okay. But I, also I, but also the only thing I also only thought was Steve Carell in the office popping up and she like, I can't hold on anymore. And he's like, That's what she said. And then he's like, Oh <laughs> <laughs> and, and then they're like, Yeah, she did. She is the one that said it. And he's like, Okay, well, you know, like I just saw Steve Carell, like the second she said, I can't hold it anymore, I just saw Steve Carell in my face being like, mm. yeah, like that's give, a big one. give it that silly Michael Scott face. We do get a great shot too at the end of this minute of like, oh shoot, we're heading into a different part of the airport now. Yeah, like, we're about to get up close and personal with some planes. Yep. Yeah, she's swerving around through the little, uh, but also the the I can't hold on anymore makes a little more sense because now she doesn't have all of the tires on. Like presumably that one is completely gone in the back, so now she's only got three in the back. So it might be, you know, there might be. You know, as Pacino would say, she's got a big ass, and it might be dragging all over the place, you know? <laughs> I mean, I think if you had to come up with a logical explanation for what happened, it's probably that the blowout, I think it is also the blowout, but the blowout making the bus seemingly veer hard to the left. Mm -hmm. um, Back into the left. Yeah, exactly. I, I think <laughs> I think just that sort of overcorrection is just making her, like, her muscles have got to be shot at this point. Yeah, it's like, have you ever driven, like, an old car without power steering? Uh, I guess so. I had a Volkswagen Beetle, but you know those things weigh about two hundred fifty pounds, so yeah. it wasn't that hard. But like, like what are those old, like an old truck or something like that? Like when you have to really crank, crank it, like, and you're going like, dude, 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 like it is, it is, uh, 
it is not fun and like they, they don't have like the the anti-lock brakes it's like the real old school stuff like it's it's such a different experience in driving uh you're like how did people do this and they're so heavy i've never had to drive a car where the power steering went out mm. i've heard that that's almost impossible it's not great yeah it's it's very difficult it's it's heavy you realize how heavy your car is that you're in when you are now like navigating this thing and you're like flexing and whatever do you ever drive a car with a steering wheel that has a little doorknob thing that you yeah, can the handle to and turn the wheel yeah i have not it was uh it was actually it was a tractor oh yeah there you yeah. go were you towing an automobile behind it yeah we had so many cords i was pulling like at least three cars <laughs> <laughs> was it visible? Was it visible like the bus when they blew it up in speed? <laughs> uh, oh, no, man. it was like uh, my grandma had an alfalfa field. And and so like there was a, a lot of like there's just stuff, you know, as a kid, you know, somebody had a tractor. We They came by. They were just driving it down the road, you know, so it's like I got on and went down the road to like, you know, somebody else's house that we knew and, you know, then hopped off and then walked back or whatever. Just very much. Country bumpkin life living oh, out in the middle of nowhere. Just you and the rest of the people in the little house on the prairie. Yep. We were just, you know, building Lincoln log houses and having a great time. <laughs> the little house in the Cascades. Yep. <laughs> what else you got, man? Nothing. I've been bullcrapping for like 10 minutes for uh, this. I think we did actually only 10 minutes of content and the rest was conspiracy theories or me towing a car. <laughs> you did give us a lot. It it would just be worth, and since I'm surprised you didn't point this out, but I guess I have to, what another nice golden hour stunt. Yeah. Yep. Great shot. Great shot. All right. Well, I have a question for you, Bentley. Our pop quiz. Ooh, pop quiz. Um, uh, I, maybe I should apologize. This is probably the least relevant question you've had so far but it's fun to ask anyway all right well so we get a blowout in this minute yep and so my question for you is about tire wear Ooh. and it, it's actually so it's a, but it's a movie question mm. tire wear is a major plot point of the real sequel to top gun which is the 1990 sports action classic days of thunder which is which is a direct sequel to Top Gun. It's literally the same movie if you substitute stock cars for F F-15s. Is that the one where he met Nicole Kidman? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Um, so my question for you question. is, what Oscar-winning actor plays Tom Cruise's crew chief who tries to teach him how to drive his stock car without melting oh. the tires? Oh, great. So good. Well, Never it'll seen be it. fun to see what guests you come up with at the beginning of tomorrow's show. Never seen it. All right. Never. You've never seen it? Oh, well, he's an Oscar-winning actor. I'll give you that that clue, and then we'll see what you can come up with. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll think of somebody. <laughs> uh, thank you all very much for joining us on today's Speed Movie Minute. Make sure that you uh, just take a second, subscribe, rate, review the show if you can, help us gain the algorithm. Uh, hey, you got race car facts? Speedmovieminute.gmail.com. Or drop them in our Facebook group where the party is always popping. We're on a new bus. We're partying it up. Bus 2525. And you can play along on every single episode's quiz chat on our Spotify or Anchor pages. All the links are in the show notes. And we will be back with this week's final episode tomorrow. But until then, and in the immortal words of Sam Silver, the bus driver, safe with all the other passengers in a big field up north. This ain't no bus stop.